pull up a bar stool. It's that time. Once a month, I invite Andrew Foxwell to the show, and we geek out. Talking about Facebook ads, there's plenty to geek out about today. Uh, so lots of big announcements from Facebook regarding dynamic ads, and my favorite website custom audiences. You gotta hear this. So kick back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So, so once a month, I invite a man, a fellow Wisconsin boy, Andrew Foxwell, to the show. And we get a little geeky on the Facebook stuff because I don't think we really talk much about Facebook ads. Otherwise, on the podcast, we do things a little differently. But uh, so yeah, we get all get all nerdy on the on the Facebook ad stuff. How, how you doing today, Andrew? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Pretty excited about these announcements that uh, came out, came out today, and uh, talking about you know all the different things Facebook keeps giving us, just keeps making us look even better. So I'm loving it, man. I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, I I know I I grabbed you spur of the moment. Uh, so I don't even. I would. Be, I would be completely understandable if you don't have a drink handy. But this is the podcast, man. Are you drinking something? You got water? What are you working on? Anything? I got some water right here. Um, <laughs> I got. I was pretty bad allergies actually in the last yeah. couple of days, so trying to hold off on the alcohol at the moment. I got give my body a little rest. Well, I'm being committed. Uh, even though I was up till two thirty a.m. this morning, I had two like hardcore coffees, so I'm like jittery right now. This is like terrible for my heart. So I've had so I'm, not just not good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm jittery and I'm tired, and now I'm working on the open up a beer for this. I know I've had this at least once or twice on the show, but I, I've got like two beers in my fridge left now. It's uh, the Why Can't I Be You Stillwater Artisanal a Hop Accentuated Ale. So that's what I'm working on, man. I'll uh, we'll see if I make it through this one without collapsing. So uh, ch- <laughs> cheers to you, dude. Cheers. Cheers. So, yeah, there are a bunch of announcements today, and it's, it's kept me busy. Um, you know, I think, I think we'll, we'll save the best stuff for last, the stuff I'm most excited about. But that doesn't mean that this is, the other announcements weren't big. I think they're just, for me personally, the dynamic ad stuff isn't a big deal. Um, but, no, I don't think so. But for, like, the big... First of all, the, the, the bigger retail companies, uh, the bigger um, travel sites. I mean, there's some big stuff here. So first of all, anyone who's not familiar with dynamic ads, uh, what's, a, what's a good way to explain for them real quick what dynamic ads are there, Andrew? Well, I mean, dynamic product ads, as they've been known, uh, now changing the name to dynamic ads, they're based on if you upload to Facebook your um, your basically product catalog, and then if somebody goes to that specific uh, page and views a specific product, that you can then launch an ad to the people that have viewed that specific product. Um, and it dynamically creates the ad and, and says, hey, you might want to make sure that you buy the, you know, these blue shorts, um, you know, check them out now, and it brings you back. Uh, I've never particularly had a lot of success with them. It's interesting, actually, a gentleman that asked you about DPAs or dynamic product ads um, at Social Media Marketing Award. Um, you referenced, referred the question back to me, and I, I told him, I said, I've never tried it, I've never, never had good success with it. 
And uh, what you should try is uh, doing just categorical retargeting. So if people go to different product categories, you take the top sellers of each of those categories, put them into a carousel ad and push it forward. Yeah. And he actually emailed me and he said that his CPAs are down 45% based on my suggestion. Cool. So, um, so it, you know, dynamic, dynamic product is not a big deal. But the new thing is I like is you can do them now on Instagram as well. That's gonna, that's pretty huge. Yeah. And like just, so don't get ahead of me here, Andrew. Let's, let's, before we get to the Instagram stuff, uh, so real, real briefly, just to, so people understand, I mean, the advantage of a dynamic product ad is that it's dynamic. So yeah, you could create a whole bunch of manual ads based on um, products people viewed and pages of your site they viewed, and so the create individual website custom audiences and um, and create ads like okay, if someone views this particular page, I'm going to make sure I show them this or this uh, section, I'm going to show them that. Um, but if you're a big retail site, e-commerce site, and you got thousands of products, that's crazy uh, for the most part, unless you're talking about, again, like you're, you're saying, if you just have a few categories. But um, so essentially what you do is, yeah, you up give fa- Facebook your product catalog, which is you know, like an XML file, which is constantly updated with product IDs and product titles and images and descriptions and prices. Um, so if you change all, any of that stuff, Facebook has the updates. And then you create this ad template where it's like, buy this um, product name. You know, just put in like product name and it actually pulls what the product is. And then you have the description automatically pulls in whatever the product is, the description. And you can buy it now for just product price and it automatically pulls in the price. So you, you create this template as opposed to creating these specific ads for, you know, okay, if people visit this page, they're gonna create this ad. Um, so that's the whole idea that scales better for um, the big e-commerce sites, and so it's less work. But yeah, I mean, uh, certainly it's it, it's not as custom customized in terms of well, you're kind of giving everybody the same copy every time, depending on what they you know saw. I mean, you can do stuff based on category, by the way, with product ads. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're still pretty cool. I mean, one of the biggest things there, as you were getting at, is that, um, you know, you can use, select Instagram as a placement now. So, I mean, like Facebook's latest Q1 report just kind of underscores how much people are mobile right now. I mean, it's close to a billion Facebook users access Facebook via a mobile device every day. And it's about 900 million who access Facebook only from a mobile device every month. So Instagram being mobile, um, the fact that, you know, there are 400 million people on it and marketers are already trying to sell products through Instagram. And that's a good progression, uh, applying uh, dynamic ads now to Instagram. So again, not a huge deal for me, but if any, if, if you're a big retail uh, e-commerce site, or if you get clients who are, um, you know that's that's a decent development term development in terms of Instagram. But uh, the other one I think is bigger, but even nichier. Is nichier a word? No. Okay. Uh, ni- more nichey. More niche. <laughs> more niche. <laughs> See, I told you, man. I'm, I'm tired, hopped up on caffeine, and now I'm drinking beer. Um, is the Dynamic ads 
for travel. Uh, what do you know about that? Uh, what do you think about it? Well, I mean, I just know what I've read um, thus far here about basically if people are expressing an intent to travel or they're searching travel in a certain city, um, you can then launch ads to them basically that are dynamic based upon the days that they are searching to go to a city. So if they're going to a city, you know, they're right. coming to going to Nashville on you know the whatever day of the month, then I could as a hotel launch an ad and say, hey, there's um, you know hotel rooms that weekend for $99 a night. Um, so you know, I think that's I think it's awesome. Uh, it remains to be seen how it'll actually work in practice and if it'll be available to everybody. But yeah, I mean I think it definitely holds promise from what I know about it. Yeah, I think this is one of the reasons they're changing it from dynamic product ads to dynamic ads, because you don't really think of booking a hotel room as being a product. I mean you're selling something, but it's not really a product. So they're like, oh you know, it's it's not a tangible good. Um, but yeah, the things I know, yeah, uh, book, booking it's really for hotel hotels right but but for sites that offer um you know all types of services so um you can display ads based on intent so people have browsed rooms already and maybe in a certain area so you can show them related ads people have booked a flight through your site or they're just searching for flights and they indicate oh i want to go to boston they haven't even booked it yet but they've indicated they want to go to boston so you can start showing them hotels in the boston area but not only that's Based, like they, they indicate what the booking window is. Like, okay, I'm going to go next Monday through Thursday. And then you can show them relevant ads based on the hotel room. and the Because like your price might be different. Availability might, might be different depending on when people are going to be there. So it dynamically pulls the right information there in terms of pricing and availability. Well, and I think, I think that's I mean, huge for a number of reasons. One is, from a business angle, it's very smart for Facebook because mm-hmm. travel is a huge industry. It is. Right? It has a lot, a lot, a lot of cash. And so I think probably this is an answer to hearing from travel, the travel industry over the last couple of years of them being like, guys, like, we need more here, right? We need, we need more categories of people that are expressing an intent to go to a specific destination. And so this is what they provided them, which I think is extremely helpful. And, and, and hopefully, um, you know, it becomes available to any type of person right. and not just for the bigger guys. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, right now it's only going to be available for managed accounts. So anyone who's managed by a, a Facebook rep, you can request it and you're in the travel industry. Otherwise, you're out of luck. <clears throat> um, that said, I mean, it's not all that uncommon when Facebook rolls out something new that they start that way. No. Um, and they're, they're, they're also saying that this is just the beginning in terms of, yeah, we're doing travel now, which is um, quite niche. But they're going to move beyond that uh, in the future to other industries. I'm not really sure what industries, but uh, so this will be a good test. Now, especially since I'm not using dynamic product ads right now, even though I have a decent, good understanding of them, I, I still struggle with, well, what's really different? Uh, I, I mean, I assume it's different variables that weren't available before um, when creating these, because a lot of it still sounds like things that, in my, my mind, are what make dynamic ads effective now or, or, or attractive now is a lot of these features that they're announcing for um, uh, travel, but again, it's probably a, a matter of me not using them to really understand the 
the full advantage of the the new stuff that, that, that's being announced. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want, want to say about that before we move on? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of specifically the travel piece and how that works um, and, and, and how they can translate into that to other categories. I'm interested in the input of that. So on travel, how do they know? I mean, travel sites, I assume, that are sharing information with them um, about searches that are taking place based on cache data. Yeah. Um, I, I, so anyway, that, I, I'm curious about how that's going to work in practice. And um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. I mean, I, have, I definitely have a big client in the travel industry. And, and, and around a destination, so I feel like it could, could be could be really good for that. Yeah, I, I mean, there are two sides of the coin to, for me in that the more automation, the better in terms of simplifying our lives as marketers. Like I'm t- I'm, I don't want to waste time. That I don't you know that we don't need to waste. But there's that danger of automating things and making it less effective. So. Um, that's kind of why, like for me, like sure, I could probably create dynamic ads out of some of my stuff, but that's kind of silly, um, since I have very few products, very few things that uh, you can register for, et cetera. I was like, so you know, I'll do it manually, and then everything is seems more relevant and catered to a specific audience, whatever. But um, but yeah, any any way you can make it easier, I'm all for it. Now, um, I, I need to take a quick drink, dude. So hold on. Yeah, switch gears here. Cheers. So that leads me to, in my mind, the exciting stuff. Um, I'm a, I th- as you know, I, I don't even target, it's rare, very rare. I even target interests or lookalikes anymore. It's usually just because I'm experimenting to show the difference in effectiveness between, between interests, lookalikes, and a website custom audience. Or even targeting fans compared to a website custom audience. I get far different results. And so, but I, I've been really excited about website custom audiences and I focused 99% on that audience by target. But also realizing for a long time now, there's a pretty big um, weakness to, to this and that we're not able to isolate the truly valuable website visitor from from the low quality one like yeah you can you can focus on people who um registered for something bought something saw a particular page sure you can do that and i've even like written a blog post about like it's basically like a hack it's a similar hack to this like it depending on how your url structure is set up you could target people who visited or read content from this year and that year or this month and that month and that month and that month so i i kind of was trying to do a workaround to create what Facebook is finally creating here. So what are they creating? Um, essentially, it's you, you can create website custom audiences based on frequency. So how many times has someone visited your website over the last 30 days or 180 days or whatever? Uh, but it's also based on events and values. So it's not just visits. It's, okay, someone registered on your site, but they've registered, they've created a registration five times, which would be a pretty darn good sign, as opposed to just one. Someone who created five registrations, more valuable than someone who created one registration. Or someone who performed a search on your site, and a, a very specific search. So these are using standard events, by the way, um, some of these other things beyond just the, this, the, uh, the website visit. And then of course, there's the purchase. So someone who made a purchase of a value 
that's over a certain amount, less than a certain amount, or whatever. Um, so this kind of stuff, I'm pumped about. I mean, I'll get to like how I've been experimenting with this in a minute because I, for once in my life, I had access to some, something before everybody else. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on on this new development? I think it's really great. I mean, I think you know the, the biggest thing that uh, we didn't have is that differentiation you're talking about of audiences. And what this allows us to do is 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 not just think about that retargeted audience as a chunk of people, but think about them in a creative way. And and it also makes ads more relevant, right? That's right. that's the ultimate piece. Is that I think one problem we've always had with retargeted ads, certainly. I know I've had this issue, you know, is that they they're retargeted and they you see them a lot and, and I know that there's frequencies you can cap and there's daily unique reach and bidding and that type of thing to make sure people don't see it too much, but you're clumping them together, which I think does a disservice to the users and to the potential customers. So being able to retarget them based on you know, yeah frequency, you know, how many times have they been there? I mean, the biggest one for me is time on site. That's huge. Oh, yeah. you know, what's yeah. the quality yeah. of that person? I know. I was just about to get to that because I, I, I forgot that. Uh, and and to, to be clear to everyone, too, um, basically the, the features I just mentioned are all available or will be available through the ads manager when you create these audiences. But there's some additional features that are available only through the API. And one of them is time on site. Um, another one's aggregate value. So if you, someone um, has bought $1,000 worth of products over the last year, um, aggregate in aggregate, um, you can create that audience through the API. Uh, geez, I, f- I feel like there's, there's something else I'm missing here. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're separating th- those. So not only by frequency, so, you know, someone who was there one time over 180 days compared to someone who's been there 50 times, which is entirely possible. Like they're not equal. Or someone who spent three seconds and bounced won't even remember who you are. So when you create an ad and show it to them, you're like, what the hell is this? As opposed to someone who spent hours on your site. So just, uh, it's absolutely a huge deal. Now this is also a matter of, people have to be realistic here though too. They have to understand that, um, you know, you can't just immediately jump in and say, I'm going to target just people who've just people who visit my site 50 times the last 30 days and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I think what we're going to find, and I, I really haven't broken this down yet, it's probably more than we want. Uh, a larger percentage than we want of these visitors right now are probably lower quality. So mm-hmm. but it's good to know that, though, so we can separate them out. I think the big thing you know, that people are going to be realizing is that, you know, there are different segments of those customers that are going to retarget it and not, and, you know, that are being retargeted. And within that, it's going to put more pressure on, I think, us to make sure we find those qualified people and be really good at the front end of that. You know, you're lucky because you have a lot of people coming to your site, you know, but a lot of us are, are trying to find new people and, it's going to force us to be more creative, you know, and make sure that we're really paying attention to brand new cold traffic and we're using look like audiences better uh, and kind of making sure that we're modeling off of uh, the people that come to our site a lot, you know, just a lot more quality and paying attention to the relevance score so that we can make sure that when they get there, they are reading more, they're better and they're higher quality. 
So I think it'll be. I think it's going to create some challenges, to be honest. But I think it'll be ultimately good, and I think Facebook knows that. Yeah, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking what this is also going to do, and it's going to be really good, but it's going to be a wake up call for some. Like the, any anybody who's been, you know, either creating um, clickbait, uh, uh, clickbait, or you know, link clickbait, whatever headlines. Or all they do is send people to a landing page yeah. and, you know, get abandoned. Like, they're going to see all of a sudden that they don't have high-quality uh, traffic. And so when they ask, why is this not working? You can start creating these audiences and you can see, say, well, this is why. You've got 1% of your audience actually has visited your site more than three times. Everybody else is a bounce. And, and that's it. They never come back. Or, you know, eventually if you're using API or whatever, if they ever, this ever comes to, add to the ads manager, um, the time on site. Like, no one spends more than five seconds in your site. So, no, it's not Facebook's fault. Your content sucks. Whatever it is you're, you're driving them to, your ads aren't any good, whatever. So, I think this is going to be really, really good to help, um, you know, f- figure out what the source of the problem is when things aren't working. Because right now, it's like... I tell people over and over and over how valuable the website custom audience is. And like, John, I'm creating, you know, I'm targeting this website custom audience. It doesn't work. Well, what's the quality that now we can fi- finally figure that out? Yeah, right. And, and I think what it does too is, you know, I've had success like you have where, you know, you use a website custom audience in, in the different levels of the funnel, right? I mean, you, you know, you're kind of sending people to one page and then they get to one page and then you send them something else after they've been to that page and you kind of build things upon each other. And that naturally works better because you think about it, like the way that we travel through, it's very hard to get somebody right there, never heard of you, boom, they can purchase. So, or, you know, boom, sign up for something. And I think this is going to hurt, this is going to hurt those people. And that's a really good thing because that makes it a lot better for us. You know, there's, we don't want to see low quality stuff. We want to make sure that when they get to a page that they're spending time and that it is of a decent quality and that they maybe are visiting it more often. Um, it gives you an idea as well. The thing I like about it is it gives you an idea of how many people are returning. So, you know, you commonly will, you know, obviously if I'm going to make a purchase on something, I go and I look at the website and I look at it. And then I may go back on my desktop and look at it again. And, and if I'm in, logged into Facebook, which I am, it would then log that as, a, as another thing. And it helps understand, you know, that explorer piece more and makes that more sophisticated. Um, so that to me is, is, is really, really helpful because those are the people you really want to be spending money on, right? I mean, why would you be spending money on the board? Mm-hmm. Anyway? So I'm glad that Facebook's absolutely push forward on that. Yeah, I mean, I compare this to, um, and I've talked about this forever, like try, trying to isolate values. It's the same thing with fans, targeting fans. Like I've had a page now for more than four and a half years. Like I would like to be able to isolate only those people who have liked my page over the last year or you know even be able to create something to welcome new fans or whatever so it's, it's a similar concept to try to isolate the value knowing that it's not high all high quality um so and just to kind of give people a little background on what i've been doing this is like it's exciting for me like this is the first time ever i think that i've ever had had access to something be, before everybody else um but it was an exchange for me keeping quiet so you know, like I've had it for like the last few weeks and I haven't been able to tell anybody about it. So it's, it's fun to actually be talking about it now. Um, so what I've been doing, and, and, and again, understand that um, 
I don't have access to the API stuff. It's just whatever's going to be available within the main ads manager. I've been only focusing on frequency. I've been, and since I, I don't have a ton of like things to register for or buy, I'm not doing any of the event stuff. It's just frequency. So I've gone in and created website custom audiences for anyone who's, who's visited any page of my site. Now, understanding that my site, basically, it doesn't really matter what page you visit. It could, it could matter for other people. You, know, like you might, might want to break it up into sections or whatever. But two times or more over the last 180 days, three times or more, four times or more, five times or more, six times or more, 10 times or more, and then 20 times or more. Um, and so how I've been using that, because um, now I'm, I'm kind of curious, like how well each one works. So I created, I, I promoted my latest blog post, for example. And I created four different ad sets. One targeting people who visited um, visit my site, but not five times or more. So there's the, I, I, I exclude as well, right? So you create these website custom ones because the danger is you create one where it's five more, five or more, one that's ten or more, one that's twenty or more. Well, the one that's five or more also includes ten or more and twenty or more. So I didn't I didn't you know want to have all that overlap. I know I'm getting in the weeds here, but I still find this no, nice one. So, yeah. So, so anyway, my ad sets were basically anyone who visited my website uh, over the last 180 days, but not five times or more. Another ad set for anyone who visited my website five times or more, but not 10 times or more. Anyone who visited the last uh, visited 10 times or more, but not 20 times or more. Anyone who visited 20 times or more. Period. Um, now, 20 times or more audience is obviously, I mean, it's it's pretty, it's relatively small. So, like, for each of these, I was really only looking at 5 or $10 a day budget. Now, you do have to have some traffic to be able to do that, though, still. Because, you know, they're, they're still in the 10, 20,000 range uh, sizes. And, and actually, like, the, the first one was going to be the largest one, like, one to four times over the last 180 days. Uh, so essentially what that ended up being um, in that case, and, and the, the results weren't all that surprising. People who visited 20 times or more, and I was promoting this blog post, the cost was $0.04 cents per website click. If they visited t- uh, uh, 10 times or more, but not 20 times or more, is double at $0.08 cents mm-hmm. per website click. And then the final two, they actually flip-flopped what you'd expect. But again, this is a small sample size. This is one case. It's not a huge variance. Um, you've got uh, basically people who visited one to four times was $0.10. Cents, and uh, five to nine times was $0.12. Cents. So basically, you could spend triple reaching one group uh, than another. So... I just thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's super interesting. It makes sense, right? That that they're cheaper if they've been there more. They're more familiar with you, and and I think that's that's a super good thing. You know, if, especially if you're a um, especially if you're a publisher or you're somebody that's putting content out there and you want to get people to your site that are regular readers. You know, how do you know? Other than, how how would you know now before this came out? You know, other than the fact that maybe they've been to. Um, certain pages, or they you built more more complicated website custom audience, or they're a fan. You wouldn't. Know. So now you can know, right? Like who are your people, right? Like who's your tribe? And I mean that's that's a that's a point you're making. And four cents a click is ridiculously cheap. That's so good. I know that's so that's that's fantastic. And I think 
that'll hopefully help a lot of us that are out here trying to, you know, get really qualified traffic in and, and, and making sure that we show them quality stuff and we separate out those audiences. But when you think about it, it's also so obvious why it would be four cents per website click. They visit 20 times or more during the last 180 days. They're kind of addicted. Like, they're ridiculous. So they're obviously going to be more likely than anyone else to click on a link if I share. I, I, and obviously, I should probably create one for 50 plus uh, just to see. What, and honestly, I'm even thinking about things like you visited 50 times or more. I'm going to show you a special discount, you know, that no one else is going to see uh, for, for product, for membership or whatever. Um, but there's one other experiment I ran, and that was around my, um, my ad quiz, my Facebook mm -hmm. ad quiz, where it's like a 30-question quiz. And I targeted three different audiences, three different ad sets for that one. One that was five, five or more, so five to nine times over the last 180 days. And one that was 10 times or more over the last 180 days. Each time excluding fans because my third ad set was just fans. I mean, I could have excluded at that point some of these website custom audiences too, but I didn't. Um, and so I felt like in this case, this wasn't... <sighs> You could almost call this a conversion. It's, it, you're going to take a 30-question quiz. They know it's a 30-question quiz. They could easily take 10 or 15 minutes. It's a huge commitment of time. So I, you know, I, I, it was pretty normal to expect 40, 50 cents per website click on this. Well, when I targeted fans, that's what I got. 47 cents per website click. Uh, when I targeted these... Uh, Website visitors based on frequency. Again, this one was kind of flip-flop, but it's a, it's a small sample size. But 13 cents for five to nine time frequency and 18 cents for 10, 10 plus uh, frequency. So you're talking about a third or a fourth approximately of the price to target these people uh, who have visited my site quite a bit as opposed to just targeting my fans. And that's just, again, a way you could save so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great, and I think it's really effective. And you know, I look forward to trying it in a number of clients and seeing kind of how it works, especially just, you know, just with different types of content, different types of things, and seeing how they respond to that. Absolutely. Dude, I'm rambling. Um, anything else you want to talk about this or anything else? I, I still have a little bit of beer to drink, so I can let you talk. To you. No, I mean, I was interested to hear your take on this. You know, I mean, I think the big news from my world, more the e-commerce stuff um, in the last, since we've spoken, uh, is, you know, now looking at the Shopify integration we have, which is pretty big. Ah. You know, so just that allows you now to basically just take your Facebook pixel ID and then put it in the number into Facebook and it allows you to do dynamic revenue tracking right out of the gate. It's super helpful. I think people are, you know, definitely seeing it to be useful and you don't have to put in standard events or anything. I know the pixel's a headache for a lot of people. So for those of you that have Shopify, there's documentation about this on the site. That's pretty big and hopefully other, other uh, e-commerce platforms will follow. Uh, and the other thing, you know, I've been reading a lot of Power Editor, or excuse me, on the Power Hitters Club, uh, what people have been talking about. And a lot of people have been talking about, you know, their ads just dying, right? And they're like, what happened? You know, everything just went down. Nothing works anymore. And I just wanted to, to mention on, on the podcast, you know, look, if, if that happens to you, how helpful a rebuild can be. 
see here. Completely mm. rebuilding things and rebuilding things oh, is, is can do can do wonders for your for your e-commerce. So I was just wanted to put that out there and rebuilding things um, in a in a way that you look at their data, you know, you really line it up and make sure you have brand new creative stuff they've never seen before. That can be really, really huge. Just a simple rebuild is something that can help you restart things pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, that, that Shopify thing's great because um, I, I'm about to uh, record a free webinar for intermediate advertisers here in about 45 minutes. And I had to ask that group, and it's like, you know, 1,400 people or so, you know, what topics do you want me to cover? And a big one just had to do with the pixel and standard events and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really confusing for the typical advertiser, and it could be confusing for us as well. Um, so any any kind of tool that can make it easier like that is great. But, yeah, what, what you're talking about, a rebuild, I absolutely rebuild after every once in a while. Because if, if you've been doing something that's tried and true for months and then it stops working, yeah, it's time to change it up, do something else. But it's also why I talk about those evergreen campaigns because – you're you're reaching a different different group of people all the time, so it's not like you're still, you know, pounding the the same audience over and over and over, and they're like they're tired of seeing that creative and the you know this this uh, same copy for months on end. Um, you need to get creative in some way. I use creative twice, but in different ways. <laughs> but you need to get creative in some way because um, otherwise, your your ads are just gonna die in a heartbeat. Um, and for good reason, but uh, you know, whether it's creating evergreen campaigns or doing a complete rebuild every every month or two, three, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah and I, I think rebuilding too. If you're really going for volume, you know, doing that thing we talked about the podcast before of the one ad per ad set is really interesting way to scale things out. A lot of people take new creative and then they'll put them on the same ad set, and obviously Facebook doesn't display them. Somebody had a question about that in the Power Hunters Club earlier today. Um, so you know. Doing one app per ad set and saying add one mobile newsfeed, add one desktop newsfeed. <laughs> you know they can make make things last a lot longer. And it's a great way to scale your campaign. So I think that's big. And the other, you know, of course, last time since we spoke is a lot of changes on F8 and um, after F8. And the the big news there for me is around Messenger and how social customer service is going to become a major player and is going to become something that we all need to be paying attention to and make sure that we have a plan for that uh, and our customers have a plan for that because they're going to be encouraging more people to do that to ask questions interact with brands on messenger and and i, I just i think it's such a big deal to uh to to have that connection and that conversational commerce yeah. that happens is, is the new trend, and that's certainly where we're going. You know, why wouldn't we have a personal concierge if we could that contacts you directly yeah. with that brand? So that, to me, is, is another big one that I think we should all be paying attention to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Facebook was going all in on, on Messenger bots. And I, first of all, I think that's just a... We shouldn't call it bots. If they, if they want people to yeah, embrace right. this, they really shouldn't call it bots because it's just a horrible you know connection there that something you don't want but in the early going i think that's kind of what's been created is something you don't really want and that's the problem if someone's got to create use use bots in really good ways that people actually want uh that actually enhances their experience because and i thought um 
uh, TechCrunch did a really good evaluation of this. That right, you know, previously, I think it was Josh Constine who said, you know, he was all, you know, whenever he got a ping from Facebook Messenger, he had to check it because it was from a friend. He's like, what's going on? You know, whatever. Now they subscribe to these bots through Messenger. Now he ignores it more often. He's like, oh, okay, it's nine o'clock. And then this is what I always get my nine o'clock TechCrunch bot. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even look at it because I, I know it's just another bot. And so there's got there's a balance there for Facebook that they're in serious danger of um, people not using Messenger the way they once did and suddenly ignoring the the messages that come in through there. So um, absolutely, you know, this is an opportunity for brands, but we got to do it the right way. We it, it could be right. Changed. I totally agree, and I think that's that's going to be the balance of what that looks like. More for me is is I think what's interesting about it is. If you're a brand and you you can offer the opportunity for people to correspond with you and, and you know talk about things related to your order or customer service issues, that makes it a lot easier to tool all of us have. It's not some separate chat window that only comes up on desktop. You know, it can be easier, and and I think they're making it easier. So for me, that's the piece around social customer service that I think can be really big. Um, because the trend in Silicon Valley is, is moving more towards you know apps like Operator, where you go on and you're talking to a person through an app, and that's all that they're giving you is you know hey here's some ideas for this, here's some ideas for that. Uh, it's a gift idea app, mostly Operator is right now, and I think that's really big. I mean we have a, a client and they have a chat on their website. A couple of our clients do. And yep, I got that it's, too. Actually. It's huge, you know, and their their desktop conversion rate is twelve percent because of that. I mean, it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? But chat is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. and so that's the type of thing that I think is really interesting and where the opportunity is going to be as we think about this. So, if, for those of you that are do a lot of customer service stuff or have integration in it, or you know, you're kind of thinking about that and how you're going to do it moving forward, I think basic messenger is going to be a big part of it, and it's something I would definitely get a plan in place for. Absolutely. Well, I'm running out of time here, man. I got to get ready for this uh, webinar. But before we check out, where can people find you, man? You can always find me at foxwelldigital.com or at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter or Foxwell Digital on Facebook, as John would say. And uh, John is John. I have to <laughs> thank him for watching me blow my nose this whole uh, podcast. Even though those of you can't be on yeah. video because allergies right now is just crushing me. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Thank you for listening. For all of you, I get, I get five, six, five, ten emails a month. People listening from all around the world, so thank you. If you ever have feedback or things you'd like us to cover, you can visit. And John, go be on the webinar. Need more emails. So uh, you, you got to tell people about the Fox, Foxwell Digital Download, then. Yeah, definitely, I and mean, that's on the website. The Foxwell Digital Download is a monthly newsletter that we put out, and it's actually coming out soon. End of this week, early next week. Uh, we had a little delay because of all the news, and we want to make sure we included in there. Plus, we're traveling. Hashtag don't hate. Hashtag appreciate. And so, Fox mm. Digital Download is basically curated news for those people like you that would be listening to this podcast. That's definitely centered on Facebook marketing news and what matters and the pieces you need to read and the context around it and why. Um, so definitely come sign up for that. If you're interested, please email me, Andrew at FoxwoodDigital.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And awesome. We'll 
Yeah, I just cut you. I just cut you off. That, that was that that's was it. No, that's it. You've had a lot of coffee and beer now, so now you're super weird. Uh, well, thanks so much again, man. It's always a blast to have you on. Um, I gotta check out, man. I gotta get moving, but definitely good to have you. We'll see you again in a month. Otherwise, until next time, do awesome things. We are out. Yeah.